So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops. episode of Cinema PsyOps. And for those of you at home that are keeping count, that is 350 consecutive weeks of these 
two unadulterated idiots babbling at you about movies for the last 350 weeks of your life that you have been listening to this show. Assuming that you started from the beginning with us. But you have been listening for the past 350 consecutive weeks to myself, your host, Court, who basically runs this shit like it's Barter Town and I'm Master Blaster. And the blaster to my master is my co-host, Matt! Jesus, took you long enough to get here, didn't you, you motherfucker? Just babble on, why don't you? <laughs> I was debating whether or not to scream out mushy mushy for like the entirety of this song and my anxiety got the better of me to not do it because that's hello. Mushy mushy. Yeah. And I like, mushy, I, mushy. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't figure out how to do it without it like feeling like I was going to be doing it as a parody and it didn't feel like it was going to be the respectful way that I was intending it to be. But by the way, you have seven days. <laughs> yes. And uh, twice over, actually. The way that you cancel out a curse is with a curse as we're about to learn. Uh, the ring is series is the start of this full franchise fest head-to-head. They've, they've battled Sadako and Keiko, so why not play them together and let's see how it goes. All right. Fucking. All right, so this is the layout that we're doing for everybody. We're going to go through the Ring series first, and the order that I'm doing it in is the order of release. Now, So we're going to do all Rings first and then all Grudges. We're not going uh, every other week. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that because we want to see how they progress and or fall apart as a series, like we did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Phantasm. Cool story. Let's do it. No, that's the truth. That's how I want to do it. You know. I I know. I'm saying it's good good shit going on around here. Oh, I'm just used to cool story in the negative context. Oh, <laughs> I'm like I was actually being nice. Yeah, sorry. I'm just so used Man, to being used thanks, in the negative context. So th- thanks a lot, sarcastic assholes. You've ruined cool story for everyone else. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Um, speaking of sarcastic assholes and things being ruined, I am now officially off of Twitter. I uh, quit it today, and I deleted the app today, and I'm just I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, the most that I was there for was the fucking porn bots, and even that was a yeah. point where I'm like, this is creepy old man stuff. Like, I need therapy, so I'm just gonna quit it all cold turkey. So. You hit it and then you quit it. <laughs> yes, I very much did. So I'm Terrible. done with that. I'm I'm off it. It's it's over with. And really, there was there was no there was no really engagement there, podcast wise. Seriously, I mean, there was yeah. one or two people that I got a hold of, podcast wise, there. But mostly everybody is like messenger because either they have Instagram or Facebook anyway. And I'm kind of trying to decide whether or not I want to do some kind of like a Discord thing or not because we tried it and it failed before. Yeah. You know, it didn't really do what I was kind of hoping it would do, and we didn't really get it going because everybody just hangs out of Facebook anyway. So yeah, everyone's all just about Facebook now. Well, the group anyway, that seems to be where we get the most interaction with our audiences in our group and it's still kicking. So I'm going to stick with that as long as that group is going. But I mean, otherwise the only thing I really do is like when I do the stuff for our podcast or when I basically post what podcasts and or audiobooks I'm listening to, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's it, social media. I need to get off of that habit anyway. I've been riding that fucking dragon long enough it's yeah i i hear you that uh that shit can get fucking hard uh, social media can fucking just really murder you <laughs> in a sense you know what i mean like it takes so much well it's designed that way yeah it's it's yeah. combative by its very nature so you know i'm just I, I i've kind of i've kind of come to that realization and the best thing for me to do is just basically keep in touch with the people i keep in touch with post about movies and stuff probably still the articles that i read and things
things I po- I post as well. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably try and taper that back too, because it would just be the best for everybody if I don't. And then message me, everybody, I guess, if you want to chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to fucking do something. Yeah. Or hit me up in the group if you'd rather make it a public forum where we all just have fun and, and laugh. That's cool, too. Yeah, man. Fuck it. We're all trying to have a good time here. Now that uh, now that we've done this uh, pablum, we won't need to pad this episode out because we got a lot of stuff to talk about with the yeah. full franchise fest. Now, we're doing Ring 1995, the made-for-TV version, which some of you will probably see as Ring, and I apologize, I can't pronounce this, Kanzaban, Kanzanban, which is like Ring the Ultimate Collection. It's really just the Ring from 1995, made for TV, made oh, for Japanese go. TV. The Ringu, that's that one. 1998, uh, which, yeah, you might see it in IMDb as Ringu, and then uh, Ringu, Ring-u. and then... Because that's what it was on our file. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. And then 1998's The Ring or Ring, which has also been titled as Ring You as well, but it's the 98 one that was actually produced for movies. Now, most people will not even really be able to find the 1995 one. I got lucky and somebody uploaded it to YouTube off of a VHS rip that they had of it, and that's yeah. the version that Matt and I watched for the show. It was on YouTube. I snagged it so that we could watch it because I knew we were going to do this, and I just got lucky at just the right time. And just for the folks at home, I had such a hard time even finding fucking subtitles that matched up with this right. Yeah. I mean, that was fucking rough to try to find anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, we had a search because uh, there was uh, files that weren't working. There were um, subtitles that were off time. And then there were a couple that were like, just, just weren't even right in, in some of this for the copies that I got. And a lot of these haven't even really been released in the States. So I... I'm going to just cop to it. Uh, This full franchise fest brought to you by Nefarious Acquisitions. I'm just, I'm going to fucking cop to it for the most part, because a lot of this stuff, I just can't get here. But if I could get it, I just got you my copy of it. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Right. Like I do for the show. You get a review copy, which you don't keep. Yeah. Yeah. We, nobody keeps anything around here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you do, that's on you, not me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> everything is titled to be deleted afterwards no it's not to i'm be, lying to be bur- burn after reading <laughs> absolutely so up first is ring and ringu or ringu and ring depending upon what you want to say it's 1995 and 1998 we're just going to go through the 98 film because that's yeah. the one that everybody's the most familiar with and then in the 20 minute breaks we'll kind of compare and contrast because the this tv movie version yeah, because the TV movie version, I mean, it makes pretty drastic swings, but the actual storytelling is it's a family member and then some other people die. And that's what piques the interest of the reporter or television reporter who are trying to find out what's going on with these mysterious deaths that all happen at the same time. So there's that through line in both movies. Um, yeah. Where where we end up, the landing at the airport that we end up at, one goes uh, into absolute abject terror and the other one takes a dip into porn town <laughs> yeah it really goes into that's why i was like I, I, I don't know one seems to be scary and the other one seems to be porn uh <laughs> all i have to say is that japanese tv has something over american tv 100 percent. almost every tv has everything over american tv <laughs> <laughs> okay so in tribute Fucking to puritans in tribute to the fact that we are doing all Japanese movies, I'm going to try and hit all the pirate radio edits with as much Japanese music as I can get my hands on. Um, this week, we're going to do Japanese punk and or Japanese hardcore punk. All right. 
So right after the Legion Patreon ad is going to be high standard and the kids are all right. So right after this. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. two times speed at all that is just how fast <laughs> high standard can actually fucking play and it is incredible yeah there you go <laughs> Jesus. i'll tell you i'll tell you what i used to refer to the ramones as auditory caffeine and i'm starting to think that high standard may be auditory crack it's possible <laughs> or maybe methamphetamine perhaps because man i, mean, I feel fucking just so geared up right now feel like you feel jacked yeah i wish i I'm, felt jacked i don't feel jacked <laughs> you need it's more high standard in your life anymore. bro you got to get on I a high standard, be. bro. You got to. Yeah, I'm just fucking I'm tired right now for some reason. Just Trust me, bro. Exhausted. Get on the high standard, bro. Yeah. And let's do this review. Or something. Jesus Christ. All right. The Ring. First 20 minutes starts. We see it is Sunday, September 5th. We know this. Why? Because the movie fucking tells it. Thank you very much for that handy title on the screen. Yeah. Uh, two girls, they're talking. One's telling a scary story that's going around about how you watch this video, you get a phone call, and you're told you have one, seven days to live. How much of a scream die. vibe do you feel from the start of this with the like teeny bopper just intro where we're in a teen person's world? A little. And I remember feeling the same way when I saw the Ring version in America, because that's, of course, the first time I ever saw it was in a, the American version that came out. Yeah. All they did was whitewash it when they made that movie. Well, really. Oh, my God. But even the story was even a little bit different because it got all convoluted in the middle. I got, I, I'm going to bust it out. I thoroughly enjoyed this version a lot more than I enjoyed the American version. That's... The American version, the, the reasoning for everything happening got real fucking muddled. Like, I'm just like, okay, it didn't really make any sense to me. At least this made a little bit more sense. 
That's fair. Uh, way to sideload that review. Um, that's yeah, my problem with the that. entirety of that franchise, so we don't have to say yeah. another word about it. Yeah, good. We don't ever have to talk about American Ring again. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, I got a very, very, yeah, you get that Scream vibe again. Yeah, that sort of that sort of teen centric uh, horror vibe, uh, and it feels like that kind of slasher start. And I feel yeah. that they do that intentionally to make it that much more deceptive for what's about to happen. It's a sort of Hitchcockian misdirect with that. Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, uh, the other girl then she uh, looks really scared. She tells the girl that her and some of the other friends she has uh, on a trip. They experience, they are the ones who actually watched the tape. They got the phone call and everything. And when the other girl looks really scared, um, it, the, uh, and she also says that day was today. It's today's would be my last day. And as she looks scared, the other girl laughs and they start laughing and fighting that they're fucking with her and all that. Ha ha ha. And as they're play fighting and everything, the phone rings. And the one girl who's like, Hey, this actually happened to me, uh, who said she was just joking now looks petrified. As they get up, they go answer the phone, and the one girl who was originally telling the story, she goes answer the phone, and she looks scared, and then she feels fine because it's the other girl's mom. Gives her the phone, the other girl, they everyone laughs, talks to her mom, and then, um, the other, like I said, the other girl left the room, and so the girl, she hangs up the phone, she gets some food out of the fridge, and the TV comes on by itself. She again goes to turn it off. And then she goes back in the kitchen. As she's making some food, she feels like something's coming behind her. She turns, and her face screams, and it's all scariness. <laughs> it goes to, like, a black and white kind of thing. It's now, not even a black and white. It's like techno color almost. Yeah. Um, the thing that I was kind of talking about with the misdirect is they make you feel like the phone call that's happening um, is going to be the thing that when the bad stuff happens, and then when that tension gets released, when they find out that it's actually the mom just saying she's going to be late. Yeah. The friend goes to the bathroom and then the spooky stuff and the creepy stuff starts happening again. And I like that we don't get to see for a long time the result of what it is. All we know is that it's just so horrible from here on out, like how the person looked and how it was found. And it's just this horrific thing. And they're not alone. But the way that they just cut it off and let your imagination run wild with you as to what's happening, and the way they build up this tension and this fear, I was really aware of it. I watched this Blu-ray on my projector downstairs, my man. And that screen, this scene, right as right as they go to the scream and stuff like i fucking popped like i was supposed to this movie scared me as a 42 year old man every bit as much as it did when i watched it in like 99 or 2000 or whenever i finally got to see it sorry yeah i mean uh i'm you know i'm not scared quite yet watching it but i, I i'm getting there <laughs> well, no, <laughs> for like, lack of a better word i'm for more than anything i'm interested at this point i am okay i'm involved because st- now i know uh, I'm not getting your normal slasher flick. And I'm, I'm trying to look at this as in, in I never watched Ring before. So it's like right. my first time watching Ring. I'm trying to not let that American version mess me up. Well, um, it's probably a good thing that you haven't seen it for a while then. Yeah, it's been a long time. But I know now that whatever's happening, I'm not in for a normal slasher. I'm in for something far more interesting. And I guess we're going to see just uh, like how weird it's going to get, because obviously this feels like it's going to get real weird. 
Okay, I want to just stress here. The reason that I was getting as freaked out as I was automatically as I was is there's a uh, surround sound mix of this that I played, and it is fucking terrifying. It it does so many weird things with like these like frequencies and stuff, and it really fucks with you, and it's awesome. Nice. That's not like bad so, like at the all. audio, like that subtle buildup of audio and like the <laughs> noises and stuff, like it moves around. Yeah. It does weird shit in the surround sound that you didn't get to hear, and it oh, fucked nice. with me. And I really dug it. Like the sound design on this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it 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 really it gets the job done. That's for fucking sure to make you more freaked out than you usually would be. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all, we're already there. Like, and I just love that they cut off all that tension and they just kind of leave us not even knowing what happened to her just right at that technicolor blast. And then we're just like, well, what the fuck? It's like total blue balls moment. It really is. You're, uh, you're not wrong. It it is. You're like, ah, what the hell's going on around here? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, because you don't get to see what exactly she's done or what has been done to her. So you're waiting. Yeah, what is it that we do see? I can't remember. Let's move on to that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get on going there. Um, (laughs) I didn't know how else to say we out. Yeah, right. There's a news interview happening, and a reporter and a cameraman, they're asking a girl, and she's talking about this video curse rumor that's going around. It only entails, and they're asking if there's like a special channel, and like there's no one really knows kind of what's happening. Um. The cameraman and the news lady, they talk about how how these rumors get started, all that, you know, because they all just believe it's urban legend. Um, but then uh, the news lady, she reads an article. Uh, she reads the, well, the not even an article so much as it's just the, the death times. Uh, the, <laughs> the, what am I, the. Obituaries, fucking, my man. Obituaries. Fucking thank you. Good God, oh, fucking mighty. Oh, it's going to be that kind of show where I'm going to get annoyed a lot. Um. Anyway, at myself. So, uh, and she reads about how two uh, young people were found dead in their car. The exact same time, the exact same way as other kids. Well, then she realized she has to go home. She gets her son uh, and they have to head to a funeral. Um, As they get to the funeral, uh, it is for, we find out the news lady, her name's Rico. I'm pronouncing it, probably butchering it. Yeah, I guess that's Rico. Rico's close enough, I suppose. Rico, Rico, uh, it's her niece, Tumco. Uh, from the beginning of the film, uh, as she helps some family, uh, they talked to some family members and they said that there was an, actually an autopsy done and it was a closed casket funeral. So everyone's trying to figure out exactly, you know, what the hell's going on around here. Uh, then where son goes upstairs and goes into the girl's room and he's just kind of staring off and then mom comes in and sends him back downstairs. However, she then gets a call. And the high school name that the two dead kids were from uh, were the same school as her niece. So she talks to some of the other students that are there at the wake. And she finds out that all the kids died on the same day. And they all had reportedly watched the video. They also state that the friend of uh, Tom- uh, Tomoko who was with her, she's actually insane. Now, she the, the scene her body has driven her insane. Um Later on, her and her cameraman, they're watching a video of the two kids uh, from the police uh, when they're taking the kids out of the car. And when they open up one of the doors, the girl falls out and her face is in that grotesque kind of mid-scream face. And apparently their hearts just stop. So she then visits her sister, who describes finding her daughter uh, dead, finding her daughter dead. 
and we see the vision of what her daughter looked like also in that screen pose, that, you know, mid-screen face, uh, jaw jar. Um, as the mom's, your sister's talking about it, she finds receipts for a photo shop that maybe she can find pictures of what happened. And that's the end of that first 20 minutes. When they reveal her face, that flash of her face and then the mom collapsing, that is horrific. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that is not, uh, that's not cool. It's, that's scary as shit. <laughs> I pop every fucking time. Oh, I mean, I don't blame you. It's fucking good stuff. All right, so this first 20 minutes is an amazing setup. You're already in, and when they do the pop with the mom collapsing after talking about it and showing how she found her, and then she sees it again, and then we see it, it's absolutely fucking horrifying. The sound design the entire time has slowly been building up the tension in the background, just with all these little subtle frequency things that you kind of feel, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just makes you feel uneasy the whole time you're sitting there. Like, you just have this general malaise from the time the show starts, where everything just doesn't feel right and it just goes to uneasy and then right here at this 20 minutes by the time that face pops you're just like i'm fucked what did i get myself into yeah why am i here right now what what did i do <laughs> why am i doing this to myself why am i scaring yeah. myself with this movie this is terrible for me <laughs> i feel really <laughs> no. bad no, I'm having a blast. When I pop there, I'm fucking just laughing my ass off like, oh my God, that got me again. You know, yeah. and I know it's fucking coming, you know. The thing that I really love is the way that they show that this spreads like a sort of Candyman urban folklore where yeah. everybody's fucking talking too. about it. Yeah, it's like it's like this immediate thing where like everybody fucking starts talking about it. And I think it's just basically they saw the tape. They started talking about what it is that they saw the tape. And now they think they're going to die in seven days and they just talk about how it's a curse. And then all these people start talking about how well so and so told me and so and so told this person and this, you know, they just it becomes this rumor mill thing where we even see that when it's time for the piper to be paid for the niece of the main reporter that we are following for the the film whenever it's her time to be taken by <laughs> by this curse whatever it is it's already been to the rumor mill to the point where her friend who had no idea what was going on had actually heard about her friend's adventure just yeah, without so I, without even being revealed like it like, became yeah mostly because it was a group of kids who all watched the video together and felt this and they all got that phone call well then you take the entire group of kids and they're all just doing nothing but talking about it then to everyone else and you almost wonder what is it that gives whatever this curse is the power because it needs to affect as many people as possible for it to become as strong as what it does. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like it, it spreads almost like an R factor of viral. It's like an R one to one. Yeah. Right. It feels like that. Yeah. And they, they go this route later on in the series. I don't know where it is specifically. I think it might be one of the TV show adaptations or one of the later uh, adaptations where I think it might be the books maybe even too, where it's revealed that there's like some kind of a viral infection that goes along with this that makes it spread and work or something like it gets really weird and just kind of like esoteric and trippy with that. Um, and now that we're at the 20 minutes, it's important to talk. Um, this is vastly different than the original book. Uh, and it's also vastly different than 
than the 95 version of the, the ring that we uh, were talking about. Um, in the book and in the 95 TV version, he is a, it's a male reporter that we're following whose nephew is one of the people who died. And he yeah. is also in a cab when one of the victims dies that we hear about in this movie about the guy on a motorcycle that died while he was riding his motorcycle. But we actually see it in the TV version. He keels over on the on the motorcycle into the cab that our reporter that we're following is is it. Um, yeah. In the book, I think it's the reporter has a wife and a son. Both these movies come from the same book. Um, it's vastly yes. changed in the, the the actual film, but the big difference from the book to any of these versions is it's a, a son that, that's actually born, which they kind of bring into the 98 version where she has a son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, those are those are the big differences, um, and we'll we'll save the big reveal about what drives Sadako in the TV version till we get to that area. I just want to talk about the main differences from what we've seen so far. So it's like they basically gender flipped a lot of the characters for the main storyline for the most part, <laughs> except for Sadako. Sadako is, is always just to Sadako. The book that I mean, what were you saying then? Which one's closer to the book? The TV version, actually, believe it or not, including so, okay. the sexualized stuff that's in the, the TV version, apparently. Wow. All right. Well, then there you go. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I thought this movie would be the the one just because it's what more the American version was kind of taken after. Right. Well, see, the TV movie did well, but not really like didn't garner any like big thing. And then this the film version where they actually filmed it to go into theaters, like the full film version of it, um, the changes that were made were to make it be able to reach the widest audience possible. So mm-hmm. some of those some of those more uh, esoteric and sexualized components of the story were excised to the cheap seats and just completely yeah. removed and, you know, just not not allowed into the movie. And in so doing, by making those changes, Changes, they were able to reach a vast audience, which they absolutely did. And so the one that worked is the one that the Americans copy. They don't care about adapting the original story. Yeah, they want the one that, yeah, obviously that worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. makes sense. Now, I have no problems with any of the changes from the book to the movie version personally. I've never actually read the book. All I've ever really known is the 1998 movie. And until I found the 1995 TV version and I decided that we were going to do this, I had no fucking clue about the books until I just did a little reading to kind of talk about the different versions. So we pretty much everywhere we're at in all of the stories is the same where the reporter gets interested. It's just in the TV version. He's a disgraced reporter because of the person that he supposedly defended whenever it turned out he actually was a horrible person and he gets in trouble for that. (laughs) And in the book, it's something a little different too, but we kind of are hinted at it at this point. And um, it's clear that the uh, reporter that we're following in the main movie the female reporter is just basically tired of the grind of what she is doing and has actually found a story that's actually interesting and really digs her teeth into it and then fucks it up in the worst way she possibly could for herself. Yeah, she 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 really fucked herself up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> In the manner of epic fuck-ups and things that you can do to really, really, really screw yourself over royally, incurring a curse that you know kills people is probably the biggest fuck-up that you could do. Yeah, and then keeping it going, you know? <laughs> yep. Just just fucking up for everyone else just because, you know, you're, you're a goddamn asshole. <laughs> let's not beat her up too much and let's get going. <laughs> All right, so the next 20 minutes we begin... Uh, they are, she gets her the pictures and she's looking through them 
And uh, she notices that, you know, they all start out normally, but then eventually all their faces are blurred in all the pictures or distorted. If you notice the dates and times as it goes on, it's the day that they watch the video because they all died seven days later from that. If you subtract it back, you can figure it out. And that's the blurry one. So it's the day after they watch the video and they're leaving. That's awesome. Her son talks to her about how he heard people were dying because of that video. And she tells him never to speak of it again and never speak of it at school. And he's like, oh, okay. I mean, cool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just love the way you delivered that. All right, cool. Whatever. Yeah, her her kid really is nonplussed. Whatever. What the fuck? Her kid's really nonplussed about like literally anything. Like he just does not give a fuck. This kid is not impressed by anything. This this kid, in my opinion, is an old soul. Like he's just like, yeah, I don't really fucking care. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, it's not until he gets around his grandpa that he actually becomes a fucking kid. When he's around yeah. his mom, he's the fucking parent and he's raising her. That's the point. It really does seem that way, yeah. Um, it's it's sad. So, <laughs> anyway, we now get a cut. It is Monday, September 13th. Thank you, movie. Uh, she uh, drives out to where all those kids stays and then she gets to the cabin and she reads some kid's journal about how the reason he's fat is because his parents are fat. Whatever. Thanks for fat shaming movie, you fucking dick. <laughs> I was thinking that exact same thing, but it's supposed to be like just a cute moment where it's a kid just expressing, yeah. you know, his family, basically. Yeah, but fat phobic. It's fine. It's fine. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe he's actually saying it in a way where he's like, and that's okay. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't read that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kid's probably full with a lot of like self-loathing like I was at that age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I'm and just at saying. this age. And at this age, and at the age before. And every Uh, age that has ever been that I have lived. We've lived a lot of ages. Uh, Let's see here. So, uh, then uh, she gets some food, she eats, and then she goes into the front desk and asks the the worker there about the kids, and he's getting some records on them. And she notices the tapes, and then she knows that one of the tapes is in a blank box compared to the others. The others all have, you know... A, a box just like how, how, how it's supposed to. When she was looking at it, didn't all the boxes get kind of weird and blurry except for that tape, like like a it, like a VHS tape cover? See what I th- noise. What I thought to me is it looked like that one got um that one got uh what was I just supposed to say? That one got fuzzy, like almost white noise static over it. Yeah, but I agree with you. It seems something happened there. Yeah, yeah, it was like a dark version of the white noise static that was blurring out the other ones and making them look darker. And then that uh, one got the white noise static over because it, it still had that video filter, but it got brighter and was standing out. Like where it was, yeah. like, like it it had a noise filter for the video noise over both of it, but it blacked and blurred out the rest of the titles and just really highlighted that white one. I agree with you. That's it. Really like. St- made this feel of like a supernatural thing where that that tape was calling to her yeah exactly yeah i agree with that um anyway she uh guy was like i don't know i've never seen that someone must have left it so she takes it watches it and as we all know it's it's the ring video became furiously famous in the united states the americanized version one relies on like um pain and gore whereas this japanese version i don't know if you're going to describe the video or not i'm not really that's why i said it's the ring video i i I really feel this might be presumptuous i really feel like a lot of the people especially if you're going to listen to this show have already seen seen the ring and and more and more importantly know that video 
You know, I mean, well, that was such a rage in the when that movie first came out. It, the American version first came out. It set America ablaze. That whole seven days and the phone call, all that shit. I mean, people couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, the, there's there's some differences, uh, and the big thing that all the Japanese versions definitely have is the images have to do with something that was seen by the person who is perpetuating this curse. It's a visual clue to show where they are or where they were or who they are and all of that kind of stuff. And this whole movie is essentially a mystery with horror elements smashed onto it to the point that it becomes a horror movie where you literally have to solve the mystery or die in seven days. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, so all truth facts there. Yeah, and we, Nothing, uh, we haven't gotten to the 20 minutes, so I don't want to do the compare and contrast yeah, things yeah, for those yeah, differences sorry, yet. But I just, I wanted I, to I state just, that. That's a big part of the movie. This is like, yeah, yeah. this is and, where we first see it. And the videos, the reason I wanted to talk about the, the differences, at least in the videos, is that the Japanese versions definitely have, those are, those are very specific elements that are very much, you're supposed to follow the mystery. And that's the thread the American version completely loses, is that the video itself actually gives you more of the clues of what you need. And it, yeah. it kind of just disposes it for like disturbing images <laughs> instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, all that is just fucking, yeah. The American version's a lot more disturbing where this one's almost like it's still off-putting the japanese one it's not as like as you said so physically or uh so gore or any kind of that kind of shit but it's this one is the japanese one is still it's uh, the best word to say it is off-putting off-putting yeah it's more leaves you constantly wondering what's going on with those images whereas the other video just makes you want to cover your eyes and go ew yeah and this one makes you go i'm I'm just fucking this is weird why is everything going to be so weird yeah like right now i can't think of a single image from the american version but the japanese version always kind of runs through my head when i think about the videos like i can run through those various images because i just can't forget them because they're just so not something i've ever seen before yeah right so like i just wanted to kind of i wanted to focus in a little bit on the video because it is the big thing that we needed to talk about and i think talking about the effect of it here is more important than waiting till the 20 minutes because this is when it hits you and it does its job effectively because you know now she's definitely cursed she's fucked oh yeah i mean yeah watching that you can't fucking uh it's all fucked up man you're you're definitely gonna have a bad time right now (laughs) and most of the video as she's watching it they're playing it for you and it's on the screen and you feel like you are actually watching it it's one of the things that these all the versions of the film do really really well is they make you feel like you are being cursed by watching this movie within the movie yeah yeah exactly yeah you feel like you're you're on the journey with them now that you're you're a part of it so you're I in thought her the American head. version did a pretty good job of doing that as well. Yeah, like, I felt in, like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm into this now, too. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you're in their head as the curse is hitting them, and both yeah. versions of the movie, all versions of the movies do an excellent job of that. Yeah, agreed. That we were uh, discussing here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so, as the video finishes, the TV turns off, and it looks like there's someone behind her. Uh, but she turns around, and there's no one there. All of a sudden, the phone rings, and she answers. Now, here's here's the difference. It's only annoying sounds. I didn't hear anybody say anything. Did you? Did I miss something? There wasn't anything on the subtitles, but yeah, she hears seven days, but we don't hear that. Okay. 
That's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Subtitles didn't say anything about it. And I'm like, huh. Uh, it just sounded like an annoying screech. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's just how that is. Um, yeah, that I don't remember it ever being different that way. The seven days yeah. thing was specifically an American version of it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, where it says you have seven days. Or just seven days. And that was it. When she hangs up, she checks her watch. It is almost 7.10 p.m. She grabs the tape and then she leaves. You now see that it's Tuesday, September 14th. Her son leaves their place and runs into a dude and they just kind of stare at each other. Then the son goes and the dude goes up into the house. That stare also out. was kind of like a knowing and bizarre, yeah. like like they they mm-hmm. could see what like they could see through each other almost there. Yeah, yeah, it seemed very much like that. Yeah, this is these are people who know one another, and we find out this is her ex Raiju. Um, and apparently he's somewhat of a psychic or has abilities. Well, anyway, he pokes fun at her about the video, and she has him take her picture. So he does. It's a Polaroid, and he looks at it, and yeah, her face all distorted. And that, did that make you freaked out a little bit? Like, that was unsettling to me. Yeah, like, because her face ones, her face is so much worse, yeah. Yeah, it's way, way fucking worse. I was like, oh my, good God almighty, no thank you. He watches the tape himself as she goes outside, because she doesn't want to be inside. Once it's done, she goes uh, back inside with him because they had done, and, but there was no phone call. Anyway, he says he wants a copy of the tape, and she uh, will check out who else may have stayed there and who else may have made the tape. We now say it's Wednesday, September 15th. We see Rico gets a list of the customers for the cabin. Uh, Raigu is in a park. He's doing some work, and he hears these heavy footsteps. And we see a pair of dirty, white, kind of lady loafers, uh, like, in front of him. And he won't look up, and he sees legs. And then all of a sudden, in his head, he hears, was it you, and did you do this? And then the person, or whatever was there, is gone. Anyway, later on, he meets Rico uh, at her, his place. He said, She says no one uh, she contacted uh, said they made the tape, and there are no pirate broadcasts around. Uh... They review the tape, and he focuses on the woman brushing her hair. Uh, and then it goes to the creepy girl, who the Riku said saw behind her. And then it goes back. But with the mirror the way it was, she brings up a good point that you can't see the cameraman, and you would be able to see him from that angle. But you can't, so who's filming this? So then we see a bunch of moving Japanese language going around, and it talks about an eruption. Uh, just then, a student of uh, Rise comes in, and they're just doing some work for him. And so those two leave, and she stays behind to do some work, and that's the end of that 20 minutes. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of coming to a head here, because now she has not only watched it herself, but she has had her ex-husband watch it, who is clearly the kid's father, which at first you think is the reason why they're staring through each other, even though they know each other, but they're not saying anything. That discomfort of, you know, I haven't seen you in forever, you dick, you're my father, that the kid has on his face. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and the Just look like, of guilt hey, that's on the Dad, father's face, you know? So nice seeing you. How's life? Yeah, Are they don't. Doing good? They don't say it until later, but as soon as you know for sure that he is her ex-husband, you know that he's the father of the kid too. Yeah. And he's clearly a very estranged father in that he's just pretty much abandoned them both. I hope he's at least financially supportive. I doubt that. 
I don't know what the laws are like over there, but I would hope that they're a bit more uh, astute at protecting their female <laughs> citizens than so. what we are. But anyway, well, I mean, no one looks like they're really suffering here. So, I mean, I'm assuming things are all right probably for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, now, the differences that uh, we're talking like book, it's okay. So the TV version is just closer to the book from here on out. Um, yeah. I don't, as far as I know. Um, so the reporter in the 1995 version that we're discussing here he uh went to bat for this professor who i guess in the book got accused of rape and it turned out that he actually did it and then he had to do like a i don't know if he went to jail or what it was or or something along those lines and basically he was ashamed in some way but the movie version doesn't really say that that i recall but he did some kind of a hoax and or pulled a scam or did something that pulled some kind of a crime and the reporter guy backed him and that ruined his career and put him on this desk that he's trying to get off of with the story that he's following from his nephew's death. On our TV reporter, it was kind of the same thing where she's already been following the story, but then it turns out that her niece was a victim and hey, maybe this thing is actually real. So she's trying to use it to get a better career than what she currently has. Those are kind of the main layers of the differences thus far of what we're doing. And the professor is still the professor all around, maybe psychic, although in the TV version, he's possibly a fake. And in the movie version, it's the ex-husband and he's real apparently as a psychic, but that's not what defines him. He's not like, he's also like he teaches something in some kind of parapsychology or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's a professor at school, so he's not just psychic, but... I mean, yeah, even though he might, he seems like he's a professor in some kind of like Peter Venkman type fucking science because of the way his lab assistant looks at him. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> right. There's some nefarious shit going on with this guy and he's probably an ex-husband for a reason is all I'm saying. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. That he, he doesn't seem, he seems like he also has a lot, of, he seems to be a broken individual himself. <laughs> Absolutely. And the other thing that I wanted to mention, just the story-wise for our main story that we're following, I really, really love the specific 1998 version of the investigation of the mystery of what's going on. How did this curse get started? Is there a way that we can break this curse before it's too late? And can I find it in the next seven days? That level of uh, sort of like escalation and time running out and that ticking clock that's happening as things just get more and more bizarre and weird as it's going on. I really enjoy the way that they do that. Instead of it being a gradual buildup of a haunting, it's just you assume you're going to die in seven days and you're pretty much just left alone knowing that it's going to happen unless you find a way to stop it. And I find that a little bit scarier than you vomit up hair. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. This is all at least to me, it seems a lot more creepy than, listen, you're going to pull out like a fucking heart monitor or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't want to bag on the movie too much in that. It's just that the the also the logic of how the ring curse actually works. If you really pay attention to it, the American version kind of falls apart in that the haunting and torture of you should end whenever you follow the rules. Yeah, right. Because otherwise they would just kill you anyway after you follow the rules to lift your curse. Which we're going to try and be respectful and not say just yet, even though everybody that's fucking watched the ring knows what the fuck we're talking about. Um, yeah, everyone knows. Right. Because in this version of the movie, the 1998 Japanese version, the fact that the curse gets lifted when it gets lifted by the act that lifts the curse is completely unknown to the person who has the curse removed from them because it's already happened 
happened in the movie. Yeah. Okay. They just don't know that they're actually going to live no matter what, because they've done what they had to do to lift the curse. They didn't know that, but they also have no signs of any additional haunting or anything like that. Although because they've gone looking for this person, they start to achieve that because they start fucking around in supernatural realms, but they don't actually get haunted because of the curse anymore because they've already done the thing they needed to do to have it lifted from them in this movie. And the thing that makes it scary is they don't even fucking know that and they could have avoided all of this if they would have. So much horseshit. But right. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> and the worst part of all of this is the thing that I didn't think about until I watched it as a 42-year-old man, and you also grabbed onto as well. If she would have just fucking left that tape be and or just destroyed it under the idea that maybe that is the actual tape, none of this would have happened, and that would have ended right there unless somebody else recorded something in that same cabin. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, so you're fucking so right. She could have just got rid of that fucking thing, destroyed it, and it would have been fine. Everything would have been over. But no, gotta, gotta, I mean, listen, what did they say? Curiosity killed the cat, right? Jesus. (laughs) Well, here's the really terrible thing. The thing that really scares me about this idea, right? Renting videos at a video store back in the day, somebody could have fucking slipped this thing in on you. Yeah, yeah, it really could (laughs) have. It would have been real bad. I mean, that's kind of what they fucking did at the end of the American version was they're taking it to a fucking blockbuster. Basically, yes. Fucking, and that's a real fucking kick in the nuts. <laughs> She's just like, fuck anybody else. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, her kid, whatever. Let's move on to the next 20. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, the next 20 minutes starts with... Uh, uh, they're doing more, like, investigating on the tape. He hears a old saying, like a saying that he, he has heard before, but it's old. It's something about goblins, and he's going to check that out. Well, now we see it's Thursday, September 16th. She gets a call from Rai and saying that the saying is from Oshima Island, and there's a volcano there, so that goes with the eruption thing. As they study more, uh, we also see she calls her son. Her son has to pretty much raise himself a lot, it looks like, because he is not in his life, the dad, <laughs> and she has work to do, apparently. So the son is always at home alone. Um, so anyway, they find uh, an article long ago about a woman who predicted an eruption on the island. Uh, he states he's going to go check it out with uh, one of the correspondents of her news uh, office out there on the island. She's like, why, why, why are you going to not me? And he's like, because you only have four days left. We then cut to it's Friday, September 17th. Thank you, movie. And uh, (laughs) she and her son go to visit uh, her dad. And this is where you actually see the son, uh, you know, kind of come alive, for lack of a better word. He becomes an actual kid because there's an actual adult present that is treating him as such instead of making him fucking be in charge. It's like, oh, you know, it's yay, instead of... You know, he's not getting, uh, hey, listen, you need to, uh, you need to microwave fucking dinner, dick. So, I mean, that's kind of what all that was. Jesus, the kid had to lay out her dress for the funeral because he knew she was going to be late. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jesus Christ. That just seems so mean. No Um, fucking kid that age should have to deal with that shit. Yeah, right? It just seems, uh, really weird. So, and, and not at all cool. That's not a cool thing to do. 
Oh. Um, so then she talks to Rai, and we find out that the woman in question, who had predicted the volcano eruption, also threw herself into the volcano. Uh, he's going to go check it out, and she only has three days left. That night, she has visions of the tape. And, like, she's like, looks and sees part of the tape. Well, then she opens up the door and sees her son is watching the tape. And he told her that Tomoko told him to watch it. Well, both her and Rai now are on a boat. He says they're heading to the island. He says he had sent something uh, at her place. And then they talk more and he goes about how her son saw Tomko and he goes, yeah. He goes, he he saw Tomko, whatever it was, it looked like Tomko, but it was not. And that her son can see these things probably because of who his father is. Uh, That ends and we come now, it's Saturday, September 18th, time's a ticking. Uh, they arrive on the island, and a driver's driving around tells them all about the family that they are looking for. Uh, not a lot are left. Uh, a lot of the businesses they ran went under, especially fishing. They stayed a cousin is still alive, and they are running, like, an inn uh, that they're going to be staying at. They asked, like, why did she commit suicide? And it's because of what the papers write and stuff about her, so she, she threw herself into the volcano. Uh, but she was famous, uh, after reporting that, you know, after predicting the eruption and, uh, Rye says she was a seer. And then a Dr. Ikuma, well, he showed up and he took her to Tokyo to run experiments on her to prove that ESP was a real fucking thing. Well, during this time, someone actually died and he had to leave the school in disgrace. Then all of a sudden, uh, uh, uh Ruko, she has a vision from the tape and they get to the end. Uh, they check into the rooms. In one of the rooms, they see the mirror from the video. Then an old dude comes out. We see it's the probably that cousin. And they question him about Shizuku's daughter. And he says there was never any daughter. And he walks away. Uh, they're eating. And Rico, she has a paperclips moment about dying. He wants uh, Rai to be with her. And he's like, you know, the last person who was with somebody, she went insane. Do you want that for me? And she goes, no, you'll be all right. And he's like, yeah, because the one, I'm different. And then he gets all pissy. And he's like, maybe we should all die. We never should have had a son. This and is the stress like, getting to both of them, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Strange shit's happening. Um. Obviously, yeah, it's a terrible amount of burden to be under. Um, and so, anyway, they're crying, and the woman comes in, and she gives them a pic of Shizisku with the doctor, and they're together. And that's the end of that 20 minutes, and we're going into a super long final 35 minutes. Not that so, long. Super long for how much shit happens in that 35 minutes. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. There's a lot of stuff packed into here once they get the information. The very big differences that are going from here is we get a reveal at some point in the TV version that Sadako and her father I think it's at this point had had a sexual relationship and one of the people that were in the video that you see dying in the 1995 TV version is a person who attempts to assault sexually assault Sadako after witnessing her uh, having sex with her father because there's a lot of sex and (laughs) shit that's in this movie Uh, the other thing I forgot to mention in the other 20 minutes that I just remembered it though um, there's some differences in when we have the teen deaths that we're seeing on screen in the 90 version when they talk about the teens that were in a car and they were parking as Matt would like to call it because he's a 1950s dad. Yeah, they're necking. Now they're going to neck. Right. <laughs> well, they were supposed to be in a car in the uh, 95 version. They are fucking and it goes full nude to the point where yeah. you even 
get the blurt like just the the pixelated uh, pubic hair and like somebody goes whistling in the dark on camera and i'm like jesus fucking japanese tv is much better than american tv yeah yeah it's it's pretty amazing man uh, uh that i was watching that i was like um holy shit uh what's uh what's going on there <laughs> glad i didn't say hey wife you want to watch the 1995 yeah, yeah. tv version yeah right i mean it'll be great you'll have a lot of fun <laughs> i had no clue about that but when it popped up i'm like nah not gonna warn him he's gonna love it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you're not wrong it, it wasn't too bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they do have a sort of coercive, seductive, but then turnaround thing that does happen later on in the film. But there's a through line of sexual misconduct and abuse that is happening for poor Sadako uh, in the TV version, which apparently there is some of that that's in the book. I don't know how much of it, but there's at least one storyline that they definitely continue from that's from the book that they bring into the TV version. And all of that stuff is excised. We just pull all of that stuff out in the movie version that we're discussing the 98 one which is my most preferred version of all of them uh, that we're discussing because apparently we're even talking about the american version uh yeah i really really love that we're at this point in the investigation they get the next piece of the puzzle where they know what they both look like to where they can try and find the doctor and sadako and find out what's going on because it's been like 30 years right since she's disappeared in all of the versions does that sound about right yeah it's been about it's been about a 30 year uh trek on that one yeah correct yeah and then we find out later on that the angry old man may or may not be sadako's grandfather yeah 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 um i don't know about grandfather but at least some sort of family member that old man i believe is the a cousin the cousin of the lady who threw herself in the volcano so you would be second cousin to sadako Okay, so it was a cousin. I thought he said he was her father. I was confused. I'm See, sorry. And that's I, well. And they said cousin. Maybe you might be right. I fucking I got lost in that part. All right. Well, let's move on to the next 35 and really just fucking wrap all this up and talk about all these different versions, confusing everybody and making them feel like we just mega dose them with DMT. Well, because we did. So, uh, sorry, my bad. (laughs) So, uh, it's now Sunday, September 19th. They talked to that old man on the beach about Suzuku and he apparently was the one who sold her info to the papers and brought the doctor to the island to see her. Rai grabs his arm when he tries to leave and he has a vision. He was there the day that the press turned against her. We see that she's demonstrating her ability to see things. And one of the press people gets pissy. And then we see Raiko. She runs up to the two on the beach in present time. And she ends up in the vision as well. Well, anyway, one of the newsmen calls her a liar. He gets everyone else up and at him about it. And as they're yelling, that newsman dies. And he has that same distorted look on his face after he falls. Shizuku yells out to her daughter, Sadaku, and she asks her if she was doing, did she do it? Did she do this? Well, that little girl, she runs away from everyone in the vision, runs up to Raiko, and grabs her arm. We snap back to the present, and she has a hand mark on her arm from where the girl grabbed her. And Raiko passes out. Then they're at a house. Raiko calls somebody to try to find anything they can find on the doctor or Sadako. Because the doctor's most likely dead. Sadako being her 40. Rai thinks that she is dead, though. Because that kind of power is pure rage. And she cursed those people. So she doesn't believe that... He doesn't believe that Sadoku is alive. There's no way she'd be leveling these kind of curses on people. 
watching these videos. Yeah, well, not, um, not, it, oh, sorry, we'll talk ahead. about yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit more on what what actually is supposed to be like the sort of supernatural power um, that's going on in this whenever we wrap up the actual film and it's more revealed. But uh, what he's talking about is that the power is her rage, basically, and yeah. that rage is going to live on as a curse that's going to take everyone out with these videos. And that's how he knows for sure that she's dead because she's basically been transformed into this grudge, this curse that they believe in that will happen that when something happens with a severe um, such a severe uh, anger or rage or something like that that imprints on the environment and just spreads is the idea um, yeah and that's exactly what Sadako is to him so he knows she's dead because that's the only way she could be this thing that he already knows she is yeah yeah because that's yeah you're right it's exactly right that's the only way that she could be these things yeah that's kind of what he tries to explain to her but he's tired he's fucking worn out his shit and she is not understanding what it is that he's trying to say and he's not really describing it well but that's basically what he's trying to tell her is like she has to be dead otherwise this curse wouldn't exist because this type of curse only happens when someone dies with such a heavy burden of an anger or rage emotion yeah exactly and these people are fucking dying out of pure fear so probably not good uh, exactly for everyone involved uh so anyway the typhoon has now gotten too close to the island and all ferries have been canceled and they know they're like we got to get back to the goddamn we got to get back to the mainland to get to their kid and try to figure out what the hell just is going on around here Riley decides he's going to go out and find his own boat well anyway she gets a phone call that there's no sign of either the dock or that daughter And as she cries a little bit, she has a thought that stared at the phone. She runs out and tells Rai that the phone only rings at the cabin. That's why it didn't ring at her house after Rai watched the video. So that means that whatever the doctor did, he probably did it at that cabin. Anyway, then the old guy from earlier, he comes up and he says he'll take him back to the mainland. So they're on the boat and they find out that Sudoku is the daughter of Shizuku. And, and the professors. The professor and Sudoku got together, had Sudoku. And she was, the professor already had a family, a wife and a family. That scandal's what caused him to get fired, not the newsman dying. Then uh, they state that they will try to get there and find her body. Well, on the boat the next day, Rai talks to the old man. Apparently, Sudoku doesn't hate him. They always got along fine. He said one time he walked in and heard her Speaking a language that was not human. So that's got to be fun, right? <laughs> that was his uh, That was his niece or whatever, because she was always staring at the... Not, it was Sadako's mother that was always staring at the ocean and just like talking yeah. or muttering and out the on the boat. Yeah, fishermen hated him. Right. Yeah. Uh, what he was essentially describing for that person is very uh, Lovecrafty, uh, lo- like a Lovecraftian, very eldritch horror where it's something in the ocean. Because they say that they don't even think the doctor was actually Sadako's father at one point in this film. Yeah. And then they're like, they don't think the that Sadako has a human father, that the father was not human at all. Yeah, right. And you're thinking, well, maybe it's that thing from the ocean she was talking to. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Like, they do layer that in there really nicely, and I'm glad that you noticed it, too. Yeah. Yeah, they layer in there that something not human is happening around here. So, um, there you go. Now it's Monday, September 20th. Uh, we're back on the mainland. They grab some shovels, and she calls her son on the phone. Just, it almost sounds like to say goodbye. They get to the cabin, and they find the well underneath it. 
Visions of the Doctor smashing Sudoku with a rock, pushing her down into the well, is happening to them both. So they remove the lid, and Rai crawls down, and they just start using buckets. And Rai sees that she was actually still alive when she was thrown into the well, and she tried to climb out. They um the fingernail start- reveal on the walls as he's going yeah. down is fucking horrific because you know what Fuck. that means. Oh, that was one of the parts I couldn't handle in the American version of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really grotesque. They make sure that they show it being ripped out, but just the implication yeah. in this is more than enough to make you cringe because you just know what happened and your mind yeah. does the work for you, and it's almost worse. Exactly. Well, um, so they um. They're draining the well by using buckets, and it's it's working. And all of a sudden, uh, time is starting, however, to run out, and uh, she sees movement outside, and she drops one of the buckets and passes out, probably from just exhaustion. So he climbs uh, out. Yeah, she's also very much starting to panic and like yelling yeah. what time it is as it's starting to happen and how long it's taking and that they're running out of time. And mm-hmm. so on top of the exhaustion, she's also essentially losing hope and terrified of what's going to happen to her. And the time lapse of this, they basically show that it gets like slowly darker where you actually see the sun setting as buckets are coming up and they sort of cross dissolve yeah. it really nicely. And you can really see the actors portraying the exhaustion really well as as well um particularly the lady who's pulling up all the buckets i don't know why he didn't start pulling up the buckets maybe just because she was afraid to go down there i'm not sure i think i think that's it because he comes back up and says they should switch switch places so that he's doing more of the work and she does free but she agrees to go out there as they're doing everything she finds the body of the girl she kind of holds the black hair and it all comes apart and just there's just a skeleton because so grotesque and then they're really gross well, she holds the body, and she hugs it. Rai yells down that it's past 7.10, and they are saved. Later on, cops are all around. You know, they're they're investigating the well. And those two, Rai remarks that uh, the doc probably wasn't her dad, that her dad probably wasn't human at all. Um, the marks on uh, her arm are gone, and they decide they're going to head home. Uh, Rai uh, drops her off at her home. And he goes in and he starts working on some stuff. Wright goes outside on her deck and we see it's Tuesday, September 21st. As she looks out, for some reason something doesn't feel right to her. She has this look of fear. Rye is back working in his house when he starts hearing noises. He finds his TV is on and it's showing the well. Well, here we get the great view of the girl climbing out of the well and cr- coming towards him. His phone starts ringing and he goes to answer it and the girl climbs out of the TV. It walks up to him as uh, he is stumbling about because he is probably petrified. And then we see the crazy eyes from the girl and it kills him. He, goes, he gets, goes into the same contorted face as everybody yep. else has had. And then it yep. does that weird like ultra um, solarized kind of uh, Look, still yeah, frame the for the second to indicate that he has just had his soul sucked out. Yep. Well, Raiko gets to Rai's place and the body's already been removed. The student had found him and she's all fucked up. As she's questioning why she survived, she grabs the tape and she heads home. As she sits at home, she looks at her TV and she sees Rai's body with a white hood over it, pointing at the tape. She then realized she made a copy of the tape and that he didn't. And she realized you have to make a copy and have someone watch it to make it so that you won't be killed. As she's leaving, she calls her dad and asks him for a favor and says it's for her son, which kind of tells me she's going to make her dad watch this tape 
She can have her son make a copy of the tape and then make her dad watch it. Yes, that's, because he's old, and uh, I think that's what it is. Is she's sacrificing her dad for her son? Is what yeah. she's implying. While driving, we hear two girls talking about how you have to make a copy of the tape, and someone has to watch it for it to dissolve you. And will you watch this tape with me? All this. We go to a black screen. Wednesday, September twenty second. Roll credits. Now, I don't think she's going to leave her father twisting in the wind, though. I think what she's doing is buying seven days to get her grandfather to make the tape, and then she's going to force somebody else to watch the tape that her father made. Yeah, she she might pull what a Naomi Watts did in the American version, which is just she walks her son through making a copy of the tape and then throw the tape in a Blockbuster video. Yeah, because at least somebody that works at Blockbuster is going to have to watch it, too. Damn. You imagine if they grabbed that to put it on the screen? You know how Blockbuster always played movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's uh that's an idea isn't it god damn man too bad we don't have blockbusters you can't do the ring these days you couldn't do that <laughs> movie you could you couldn't bring it back you know what i mean <laughs> right right and uh, it very much is a touchstone for the time that it was all produced in whether it was the book yeah. the 95 movie when was um, the book released I, I don't I don't have that in front of me off the top of my head. I was just kind of going by um, the big thing that is the big reveal about Sadako that we kind of were talking around, but we didn't say is it is revealed that Sadako in the TV version. And apparently this is true for the book as well. In the book, uh, Sadako is an intersexed character and yes. is so in the TV version. But they also made it that the person that fell in love with her is that she like there's a doctor that she met that fell in love with her and he's the one that actually killed her. Yeah. Because he was in love with her and he attacked her. And I'm only using it as her because that's how uh, Sadako was presented in all the versions of the film, uh, <laughs> even though it's turned out that they are an intersex person. So, yeah. uh, uh, he, the doctor basically goes to a sexually assault Sadako and discovers that Sadako is intersex and then stops, right? And then Sadako uses the power to kill him or tries to kill him. And then he kills her in that version. And that's the major difference. Whereas the doctor father is the one that murders her in all the other versions that we were talking about, yeah. um, except for the books and this, this TV version. So that's the major, major differences. Uh, there's a lot more rape in the fucking TV version for sure. Uh, Sadako's uh -huh. being sexually abused or sexually assaulted in some way, shape, or form, left and right. Yeah. And then uh, they do this like sort of salacious reveal of Sadako also being intersexed in that version, which apparently is in the book as well. So things kind of diverge a bunch in the film versions from the book. So I'm not going to go and try and compare and contrast second book to second movie and all of that stuff, because the most I know about the differences in the book are due to the fact that the television version that we watched is the closest version to the book that we can get. So that's why I kind of wanted to compare and contrast all the various minor differences. Uh, 98 version, absolutely the best version in the story for me. I really, yeah. really like what they're doing. The fucking mystery that gets involved, the race against the clock, and the fact that, quite frankly, Raiko is fine the minute she made the tape um, yeah and this version like i said the only time that she really gets visions or feels like she's being haunted or has the sort of negative connotation that it's coming for her other than in her own mind she knows it's coming and she's running out of days is whenever she goes hunting to try and find a way to stop it um <laughs> yeah, that's right that's true that's, yeah 
That's the main difference between the American version and this version and why I like this version and prefer it more is because in your mind, you automatically think that, of course, she's still cursed with the first time that you watch this because you're watching it from her frame of view and she doesn't know that making a copy would save her. She has no fucking clue. Whereas in the American version, she's haunted and stuff keeps happening to her, whether she makes the copy or not. The entire time until the seven days are up, she is tormented. And that's like the big difference. And I think they use that as like kind of a cheat so that you don't realize that but there's the other one if you think about it yeah she made a copy and maybe that's why she lived you can figure that out right as that guy's getting killed like why is she okay and got bypassed because she made a copy he didn't like you can figure that out on your own and then when the character confirms that which is kind of how it happened whenever i watched this okay that's how i kind of like came to the realization where i was like holy shit she made a copy and he did you know yeah (laughs) yeah and then talking about the tv movie part that is yeah it's it's weird that yeah she is of both sexes It, it, it is it was so fucking out there to me comparatively to what the american ring was and the you know the the ring movie was for in japan and the american version it was so far out there i was like there's no way that somebody probably took the book what i thought the book was based on it probably was like someone must have took that book it was like fuck this i'm gonna really fuck this thing up and you know what i mean i was just like jesus christ yeah it feels <laughs> like a, it feels like a porn parody of all the other ring versions that we've watched of the original ring story yeah so far exactly i was just yeah. like holy shit what is yeah, going I, on I honestly and was, then you I fucking was... tell me you're just like no man that's that's closer to the book than anything and i'm like Jesus. Yeah. Well, that just kind of makes you wonder, like, what the fuck is going on in the fucking book world in Japan, right? Like, their shit oh, uh, clearly is much more wild than what we're going to be able to handle. They're they're, they're running it out, out there. <laughs> and and look, I don't I don't know why um, or how there's the added amount of sex that's in the television version and how much of that may actually be in the book. Because again, I haven't read it. All I know is that all the accounts that I've read online where they talk about that television version is that it's closer to the book. And from what I've read about the basic plot line and outline of the book versus what's there, the only real difference is there's like a rape allegation, I think, and then um, versus whether or not the guy has a kid or his wife is just pregnant. I think the television version, they just wanted to make it a pregnant wife so that they can get the stakes of the entirety of his family, but upped it a little bit by it's all contained in one person. And then they save some budget by not having a kid to pay. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Just make the wife pregnant. Don't worry about having a kid right now. <laughs> yeah. In all versions of the film, the thing that is the most horrific and the the moment that our main characters realize they have fucked up the most in all versions, including the American version, is the moment that their family, whether it's the child or their pregnant wife, watches the tape because they carelessly left it out because of their obsession and weren't yeah. careful with what they did with it in one way, shape, or form. Exactly. The th- yeah. The scariest version of that, however, is the fact that her child watches it at her father's house because she had it with her and the cursed ghost of her niece is what tells him to do it because perhaps the ghost can get some relief by also bringing someone to watch the tape. Maybe or what they said, though, remember, that wasn't the actual niece just the body <laughs> yeah it was just like it they, just they did say that it just so. looked like her yeah it was just yeah yeah like um like a remnant of her but it just looks like her or something like that so that may yeah. have even been sadako like twisting the knife a little bit further because yeah like hey i want more people to infect 
you know. That's the point of this is that she is projecting that image and that she is actually connecting to people's minds. And like, I think if you're cursed, she can use that to piggyback off to other people and get them to watch it if you still have the tape and or haven't made the copy to save yourself. So one way or another, someone else is going to be infected by the fact that you watch this no matter what. Like, it feels like it's like that. And it's just like the more people talk about it, the more people are aware of it, the more people are going to seek out the tape and or wonder what's going on and try and find out the story the more likelihood someone's going to go to the cabin and make a copy of that tape. And the fact of the matter is it did the, they went and found the body. They revealed everything that happened to Sadako, but that didn't appease her in any way, shape or form because she was already at this level of rage. And yeah. Kind of of everything, everything that happened. I don't know if her. I can call her evil. And I'm talking about now the 1998 movie. Um, I don't know if you call her evil or if you just like, Hey, listen, man, that's just, um, shit happens, you know? <laughs> well, and this she, is, she, she had power and people decided to say, you know, fuck your power. And that's, it's going to cause some problems. This is kind of the thing that I was talking about in the Japanese culture, as far as I understand it. And I'm probably speaking very much out of turn, but this is just sort of what my understanding of what makes Sadako's power and Keiko's power so much of what they are um, and, and who they are. Like they talk about it in the grudge or the curse or Juan or whatever it is. But the idea is essentially whenever a person dies in horrific circumstances in a very violent way, perhaps, or in a fit of rage or jealousy or a strong um, sort of negative emotion that you could think of or hate or something like that, that violation of the environment and the energy that that, that creates with all of that rage, all of that hate, all of that stuff that's emanating off of those people, and then the snuffing of the life on top of that creates this sort of like hole in the reality of yeah. of that life and it just becomes like a black hole where what it does is that that thing just feeds on everything that comes near it and it just continues and continues and continues and grows and becomes stronger and it basically grows like a mold but it's like this spiritual curse mold that just infects everyone and drags them down so like if someone commits suicide in an absolute moment of complete desperation that environment could very much this is how suicide for us could happen you know like it yeah. it, in, it absorbs that 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 tainted emotion that happens into its environment and it just basically influences everyone that comes near it and the more people that succumb to it the stronger that it gets and that's why the entirety of the forest is all of a sudden a suicide forest is the yeah, idea right like yeah. this is again this is kind of my very americanized homogenized as far as i understand it explanation that i can try and explain and the idea that sadako would choose or was able to imprint images into someone's mind to the point where she could cause their death basically is what they were establishing with that demonstration the psychic demonstration where um her mother is scared and that reporter dies yeah, right. <laughs> because she yeah. just kills him like the idea is that you see something so horrific or does something to you so horrific that it causes your brain to seize and die. And then she dies in that well under those horrific circumstances and her power is amplified in the well, essentially, and it becomes its own version of a curse that's amplified on top of the fact that she's not quite human, apparently, and her father may have been something else that isn't human, and she was murdered violently. She already was filled with all of that rage, and she becomes this ultimate horrific thing that all is tied to a videotape. And if you see that videotape, you fucking die like she did in a well and 
seven days. Her death alone becomes this curse. It's like you die the exact same way that she does is kind of the idea because that yeah. that's something the, the, the American movie really, really pushes. And that is such a horrific concept to me because it's like everyone will know what it was like to suffer like her in some way, shape or form. You're going to get a sense of that feeling of dread, of that overwhelming dread. And the only thing that you can do to save yourself is make someone else suffer that same horrific fate. Fuck, yeah. It really it makes you complicit in, in all that kind of shit. Yeah, you have Damn. to you have to make the fucking decision to cause someone else's same horrific fate in order to free yourself from the shackles. Yeah. Yeah. In order to save yourself. That is fucking just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens when no more fucking copies can be made and no more people can watch this video? What happens then? Does it just like slowly unfurl backwards and kill everyone from there? Like where does it actually? Yeah, where does it actually stop? That's another good one. Like um, it follows. So yeah, sexually transmitted like, ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, hmm. Uh, it, it is does it work like that where you know once it kills the other person you just had sex with, it comes back after you then. Until you have sex with another person. Maybe that's how it works, though, because you don't find out. Do they just fucking then, if if finally she kills somebody there, do they just die? Then do then is it over, or does she come back for whoever was the original person? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing is, like, she saved herself because she made a copy of the tape, but is she always saved? Yeah. Like if she watches yeah. it again, does she have to make another copy of the tape or is it just like, you know, you well, obviously you after you make a copy, but like she can't be in the room when her son's making the copy and watch the movie, be, watch the tape because she could be cursed to get it and she'd have to make a copy, right? Like, and then how many fucking generations of copies is it going to get before you can't even see the fucking video and the curse doesn't even fucking work, right? Jesus Christ, I don't know, but now I'm all fucking sorts of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't, there's some curiosities that I have. Now, obviously, I think that every copy would be a perfect copy because it's actually like the, the videotape just contains the curse itself so I'm yeah. sure that the curse will always have its own like amplified version that it continues across and it gets it gets weirder as we go on even from here so well that's good <laughs> I, I always wanted it to get weirder I feel like you're not being sarcastic but at the same time you are I'm 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 being both uh sarcastic and not sarcastic all at the same time just many of the things i i fucking help with yeah now i wanted to talk about the schedule a little bit because i think we're done talking yeah. about the movie we did kind of talk about it as we were going pretty well here yeah um up next we're going to actually do the original sequel to ring which is called spiral spiral that's a special feature on one of the discs in the arrow video box set for everybody that's out there and then we're going to be jumping to the next um official movie sequel ring two that they did so the stories are going to diverge we're not going to compare and contrast those two we're not going to compare and contrast like the actual like where it goes from the books and we're not going to talk about the ring two in the american version at all because every one of these goes so vastly different from here we're just going to watch yeah. the movies as they are so basically spiral is a direct sequel to the 1998 ring that we watched this week right all right the original one it's actually yes. i think it's based somewhat on the book which is the sequel to the original book obviously now ring two is the sequel to the 1998 ring one that we're talking about here right of course right so that's going to be like etch a sketch everything from the previous week so that's you know we're recording that in so we're watching May. two movies again this week no, or we're gonna no, do, no, no, okay. these are the next two weeks that's how we're all doing right, it gotcha. all right, all right. i'm just trying to I tell everybody to make sure I, was, I, I wanted to make sure i was listening to that yeah right. yeah so next week we're doing 
doing Spiral. The week after that, we're doing Ring 2, but both of those are direct sequels to Ring 1. So you have to yeah. etch-a-sketch the previous one when we're talking that, right? All right. And then when I said it's going to get weirder, <laughs> the next one, the third film, which was in the order of release by the years that they were released, right? Ring Zero, which is a prequel to Ring 1. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I think it deals with some of the stuff that may have been in the original book that the Ring 1 skipped, so I have no fucking clue what's going to happen there, my man. Everyone's going to have a lot of fun now, but at the same time fuck me then we're gonna get into the territory that i don't even know what the fuck is going on with like sadako 3d sadako 2 3d i think is or 3d2 i don't i don't know what the actual title of that is supposed to be and then we're gonna skip over the uh sadako versus keiko because i want to do that absolutely last right All that's right. going to be the final yeah. film for this year so we're going to jump ahead to 2019 sadako and then we're going to stop there for the ring series oh well there you go all right so we have a plan yeah. So it's all ring up until we get to there. We're going to skip the Sadako versus Keiko because we haven't seen Keiko yet. And we're just going to jump ahead to the Sadako because there's like three reboots in there somehow. Um, <laughs> I know that the 2019 Sadako is a reboot. And I know that the Sadako 3D, I think, is supposed to be a reboot or a reboot quill yeah. or a reimagining or, or some. I don't know what the fuck is supposed to be happening with these. We're just going to fucking watch them and talk about them. All right. That's fucking A. Yeah. Whatever they're supposed to be, we're just going to basically jump in to the story blind and go, yes, this is what we got. Okay, why not? Yeah. Jesus Christ, we're getting crazy over here, everyone. If you think that gets crazy, wait till we get to the various Juan movies and we talk about whether it's the curse of the grudge or the black ghost or the white ghost or the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end of the end of the beginning or the final curse. I've gone cross-eyed. That hurt. That one hurt. All right, fuck you. Can we stop this now? <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to play the uh, Japanese band Balzac. I think is how it's pronounced. B-A-L-Z-A-C on the Pirate Radio Edit. They're going to have the song The Scare rocking out for you. When we come back, we're going to do some horse sex psyop news. scare i thought a title like the scare just fit really really well i just like it was called the ball sack so i thought that was funny <laughs> ball zack yeah i guess is Balzac. the name of the band you have the the article yes ready to go Good, let's do it give me some psyop news It's coming from our man in the field. Our man in the field, Robert, dropped this off for us. Some horse sex news for 350. Texas man, previously jailed for sexually assaulting horse, arrested again. This horse sex is a thing. Found it. I'm going to keep my finger it on is. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is out of Hidalgo County, Texas. A Texas man has who has been arrested several times. Several, by the way, it's for sexually assaulting horses is accused of bestiality again, authorities said. 
Cirillo this horse sex Cas- is a thing. It is. Cirillo Castillo Jr., 52 of Edinburgh, was arrested Wednesday and charged with bestiality, according to the Hidalgo County Online booking records. Castellano, uh, Castillo, I think it's Castillo, sorry. Castillo has been arrested on the same charges in 2012, 2013, and 2015. Really wait, took wait, off. 2012? It's a thing. 2013? It's a thing. And 2015? Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Wow. The the Brownsville Herald reported he pleaded this guilty to the 2013 the charge. It told authorities two years later they had crawled into crawled to a horse's barn for shelter after being hit by a vehicle, according to KVEO TV. And then he spread open its vagina and snuggled inside to get even warmer. Right. This yeah, horse right? sex it, is a thing. Oh, fuck. That's 20, a clip. Shooting a fucking it, hot load all over this dog. In 2013, Castillo was sentenced to five years of probation, the Herald reported. In March, the residents who owned the horse noticed that someone was leaving wooden benches in their horse's stalls on their rural farm between Almo and San Juan. This How horse fucked it would have to thing. be? You keep going out to, you're out in the middle of the works, you're on a farm, and you, you go to your horse's area, and like a bench that you didn't put in there is now in there. Wouldn't you feel like just freaked constantly? Yeah, like, that would feel like a very serious violation. Like, why the fuck is that bench in there? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the residents installed a surveillance camera, especially since they had a pregnant mare scheduled to give birth soon, according to a television station. Surveillance footage revealed a man standing on a chair near the horse. Uh, authorities said that the man was wearing a mask, but officers were able to identify the man as Castillo. Castillo was released after posting bail of $2,500. How does he even have that kind of money? <laughs> I don't get and it. your rectal passage. This horse yeah. sex is a thing. So there you go. That's, that's it. That motherfucker's just, he's, man, he loves a horse. All right. MacGyver ain't uh, got shit on me. Give me a fucking paperclip, some chewed up bubble gum and a string. I'll get whatever dildo you need out of you. I will too. I'm 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 here to help, and no, I, I, I don't feel those out of you. Yeah, I that's all I do. I don't put them in. The, you want that? That's a that's an entirely separate department. I can't. No, help you I that. get the deal those out of you. I already said. I know that's what I said. So maybe if we can just calm down a little bit. <laughs> we are both punch drunk as fuck. We've done three ring movie reviews, one semi side loaded book review of what's going on with the story, sort of, yeah. while also simultaneously doing a mini review and a plot um, analyzation of the effects of how the creature works for it follows that ended up excised to the outtakes. I think we've done enough for three fifty. I'm punch drunk as fuck, and I think it's time we call it quits, my man. I I agree. All right, we're going to close this out with Guitar Wolf and Violent Letter right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. 
horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. sounding fucking rock band i've heard in a while no shit jesus christ what was that going on man <laughs> yeah i didn't have that turned up way too fucking loud everyone that's just how fucking distorted their sound is like everything sounds like they were recorded through microphones that were not able to handle their fucking rock it's basically yeah, right, man. I, I, that's how I would, that's how i would describe their sound like the microphones cannot handle fucking capturing their rock <laughs> you can't handle the rock <laughs> like sometimes when I get up in there screaming up on my microphone a little too close and I distort the actual paper of the element because it's about to tear. Yeah, that's happened. I've done that. Because yeah, for those about to rock, <laughs> I'm not firing cannons. We don't have the budget for this podcast to do that. <laughs> if you'd like well, to find Jesus. <laughs> if you'd like to find the previous 349 other instances where I bemoaned the lack of budget for this podcast, that is available on our main landing in or launching page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyop dash podcast yeah well there's only two places i'm now available for you because i am gone from the twitter so you will not be seeing any more tweets from this twat yeah fuck everyone <laughs> it's all no. you guys' fault anyway no no it's no oh. one's fault oh. except for maybe one billionaire asshole who got all of his money from apartheid emeralds but you know we won't talk about that right now what a, uh, what a piece of shit <laughs> or end a stupendous piece of shit my man Ugh. right now i'm available in two locations for you on the social medias for now and we'll see how long that lasts on instagram i am cinema underscore psyops and also available in facebook groups as cinema psyops and i'm also available as court psyops in those locations on facebook and well basically i'm running the cinema psyops page you know how the memes work folks thrice daily on the work day i'm gonna give you some memes to try and make your work day that much better because everybody works at something sometimes it's just on themselves the highest quality of memes as well just just the highest of qualities well if by high quality you mean they made me kind of chuckle and i thought you might like it too i'm bringing it to you like a little gift that's what i meant jesus christ man just take a compliment that you give out all that good shit i'm not able to do that my anxiety won't allow me to accept compliments i think you want something in return instead oh uh, yeah i mean that's actually a very true i'm uh i'm i'm holy shit it worse at accepting any sort of compliment ever <laughs> I know, you've always been really good at that. Yeah, I, I suck at accepting compliments. Get fucked. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm doing such a great job. Uh, fuck it. I'm an asshole. I'll screw it up eventually. Don't worry about it. If you really think that Matchett gets some help, you can't contact him because he won't pay attention to you, but you can email feedback to me, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, and try and get someone to convince Matt to get some therapy for that clear internalized rage that he has, which may or may not be just as bad as parts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there. We're, we're there. I think, I don't know. I don't know about the same, but I know we're there. <laughs> well, folks, while you're out there dealing with your own internalized rage, remember, you can seek help. You can ask for help. You can get some therapy in order to help you kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. <laughs> One, two, three. Everything's coming through. All right. So you see your big fat waveform? Yep. Okay. So I have kind of a good news, bad news scenario situation for you here for tonight. All right. The good news is I'm getting rid of a clip that you have despised the entirety of its existence that is now off the table. And that's the pretty good people clip. It's gone now. Well, that's probably good. Now... (laughs) This doesn't remove the previous instances that it has been played on the show, but it makes it gone to where I won't even hit it an accident. You will hear just the pretty good people part. Uh, Okay, well, that's good. (laughs) Now, here's the bad news, because this is what I replaced it with. MacGyver ain't got shit on me. Give me a fucking paperclip, some chewed up bubble gum, and a string. I'll get whatever dildo you need out of you. That's not bad at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of proud of that one, actually. I'm going to be 100% honest. And then right after you dropped that fucking nugget on us, you dropped this one. No, I get the dildos out of you. I don't. I mean, it's true. I, I get them out. <laughs> you sound like a union worker where you're like, no, that's not my job, sir. That's not, my, that's not part of what I do, all right? I only take them out. I don't put them in. you got to go to a different department for all that shit. <laughs> and here's the forms. And you did your notes on the 98 ring and on the 20-minute marks, we'll just kind of compare and contrast because they're basically the exact same fucking movie with just certain small changes that we will easily Small changes? Through. That seemed like pretty big changes to me. There's some things that I think maybe the TV version took a poetic license with that we will get into as well. All right, I'm about to say more than a po- dude. I, I really think it's a the lot more. The basic than you plot think. line is the same. All right, kinda. <laughs> All right, well then that's how we'll. I'll argue that it is, and you'll argue that you won't, and this will be 350 fucking weeks we've been doing this bullshit. Yeah. Let's just fucking do it. So, let me tell you something that you should have Welcome already if you got realized him. by now about what, this what? fucking the day that they watched the video because they all yeah. died seven days later from that. If you subtract it back, you can figure it out. And that's the blurry one. So it's the day after they watch the video and they're leaving. That's awesome. Thanks for the math lesson, professor. <laughs> 
fucking, don't tell me to do fucking math and fucking count. Who the fuck do you think you are? Anyhow. I uh, said, if you do, you will notice that. Oh, my bad. Um, Yeah, you dick. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I'm just over here calculating math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just do your fucking equations over there and just live your life as you, you fucking want to, apparently. Um, <laughs> God damn, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's projecting his fucking internalized rage from his work call earlier tonight. It's fucking... I, I'm internalizing my fucking rage at fucking for some reason, even though it was dog tired, not sleeping at all last night, just staring at a fucking ceiling. Oh, man, I love those fucking nights. Goddamn anxiety. I feel you. Uh, yeah, all that shit. Yes, thank you. Some ring video that became furiously famous in the United States. Well, what, around 2000, 2001, 2002? Uh, when the, the ring came out? Yeah, I was already over here uh, in the Omaha area, so it would have had to been end of 2001, early 2002 when yeah, the Americanized okay. version was released. And then shortly after when it hit DVD, the uh, Japanese version was brought over to the States yeah, on DVD as well. My, one of my roommates at the time became a very a huge fan of Ring. A huge, huge fan. The American and, uh, version he, or the Japanese The American version. version. Okay. And he bought the DVD for it when it first came out. And the DVD had a second DVD with it, which was actually just the Ring video. Oh, the one I had, it was an Easter egg. <laughs> it, uh, got, it, I don't know. It wasn't a second CD. It was on the same CD, but it was like a special menu option you could choose. I don't think it was so much an Easter egg because you didn't have to find it. You know, it was there. But you play it, it plays the actual video, and at the very end, a phone rang. So it was kind of, you know, ha, I got ya. Seven days. And you're like, all right, fucking, can we just do it now? I'm kind of fucking tired of all this. Can we skip with the puking up the hair and just make with a heart attack yeah, lady? Yeah, can we just go? Because I'm, I'm kind of ready to party. You know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't slept in three uh, fucking days because of my anxiety. You think you're going to scare me? Just fucking take me. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. She's <laughs> probably like, shut up. No you want to see scary? Look at my fucking 401k. <laughs> you want to see scary? This is what I got my taxes this year. Fuck yeah. See? Don't want to hear from anybody. Let's move on to the next 20. Fuck you, people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, you know, don't leave tapes just around willy-nilly for everyone else to find. <laughs> <laughs> you also shouldn't go digging into people's safes for their sex tapes either. <laughs> I didn't even intend for us to review the yeah. U.S. version, but it's really easy it's to do. But it, yeah, it's hard not to talk about it because we. when I watch this, it's one of the first times I'm watching something where I already kind of know the story. Now I'm watching a totally different way of it being told in the original way it was told. But of course, the American version is going to come involved in this just because we unfortunately were born here. Uh, <laughs> yes, very much unfortunately at these days. Yeah, right. I suppose it would be you pass it on to somebody else, but does like everybody that you have sex with, then it comes for them too. So like you just hedge your bets with as many people as possible across the globe. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just like fucking go on a rager in Europe for a little while. If you're from <laughs> America and then, or if you're from Europe, you go have a rager in America. You know, you just go across the pond. So this thing, cause it could only walk, walks all the way there apparently and then has to find whoever did what and then walks all the way back i don't know how you can get... walk across water whenever you can't walk around the inside of a pool yeah yeah see i'm just like uh, you, you, <laughs> we're not talking about that movie weird. let's get let's all right get yeah we, we okay three two one i'm too tired
You can seek help. You can ask for help. You can get some therapy in order to help you kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. The most positive message I can give after watching the most downer right. movie you possibly can watch, no matter what version you watched. No shit. All right. And I am done. I'm not recording any longer. I have ceased to record.